Welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McCreary. I'm here with Thomas Smith. And we are going to be doing a redraft of some older NFL drafts that happened in recent memory. Um, so today we're going to be doing the 2010 draft. And that includes like Antonio Brown, Geno Atkins, Navarro Bowman, for example. So um, we mentioned this on, the, on our last podcast where we did a, our mock draft, like what we would do. Um, so I'm excited to get into this. Before we get into the actual mock draft, or the actual redraft, we're going to take a look at the top players in each position. So, um, are you ready, Thomas? Yes, yes. So this draft was very thin at quarterback. There were Nobody really turned hey. out to be that great. Uh, Sam Bradford is probably the best quarterback out of this whole group. He was uh, the original number one pick. He was the number one pick in the 2010 NFL draft. Uh, so in this draft, like the the top quarterbacks were like Sam Bradford, who you know was a consistent starter for the first part of his career, and then you had like Colt McCoy, who is basically a career backup, and Tim Tebow, who had like a what a five year, yeah, he had a good playoff run, yeah, like one time. So this quarterback class is not great. Uh, running back class is not great either, honestly. You have Ryan Matthews, uh, who was a consistent starter for the San Diego Chargers and then ended up going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Or maybe it's the other way around. I might be wrong. I think he started with the Chargers and then went to the Eagles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Uh, and then C.J. Spiller, who was you know a starter for a little bit in Buffalo – and then you had guys like James Starks, uh, who was basically like a career backup running back for the Green Bay Packers. And then you had some of the undrafted guys that were probably the two best backs, well, maybe, uh, were the undrafted guys, which is Chris Ivory, who had a you know solid career with the Jets and the Jaguars. Uh, and then you have LeGarrette Blunt, who's played for so many teams, I can't even name them all. Um, so yeah, and then wide receiver, this wide receiver class is like, oh man, it's so good. Like the top is good. good. So you have Antonio Brown, who was a six round pick. Then you have Demarius Thomas, Des Bryant, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, Eric Decker, and then, uh, Brandon LaFell and Victor Cruz are also in this class. Tight end, the top two are good, but. It was it's a slim class, but the top two make up for it. You have Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham, who are really good, and then the rest of it's not good. You have Jermaine Gresham and the infamous Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez was really good until he killed people. So <laughs> yeah, hey, I Hernandez killed that. it on the field. <laughs> he was very good. He was very good until he murdered and commit committed felonies. So <laughs> yes. All right, so tackle uh, for the way we've uh, separated offensive line uh, for this. We we've got a few uh, redrafts set up for the next couple of podcasts that we're gonna do, and the way we separate offensive line is tackle and interior offensive line. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's self-explanatory. Tackles just being tackles, and interior offensive line being guards and centers. Um, so for tackles, it's actually a, a solid tackle class. In my opinion, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have uh, Trent Williams, Russell Okung, Brian Balaga, Roger Saffold, Jared Feldhier, and Alejandro Villanueva was undrafted. And the then interior, yeah, the interior, 
Yeah, I agree. Interior offensive line, uh, you have Marquise Pouncey, who's really good. And then you had like Mike Ayapati and Zane Beatles, who were solid. Edge rusher is a bit lackluster. There's some guys that are like solid, but there wasn't any. No one like great. No one's really good, but no, no like superstars at edge rusher. You have Everson Griffin, Carlos Dunlap, Jason Pierre Paul, Jerry Hughes, Brandon Graham, and Derek Morgan. Not great. Defensive tackle, though, that was probably the strongest point of this this class, in my opinion. I would argue safety. I would argue safety. Yeah, that is true. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, safety was probably the strongest class. Uh, but with defensive tackle, you had Ndamukong Sue, Geno Atkins, Gerald McCoy, Linval Joseph, and then you had some others like Tyson Alualu and Corey Peters, who have had solid careers but not, not really good careers. Yeah. Uh, linebacker, you really just have like Navarro Bowman and Sean Lee. Everybody else was just okay, or not even okay. Some of them weren't even weren't even okay. Um, corner, uh, corner is is not great. I'm not gonna lie, corner is not great. You have Joe Hayden, and that's pretty much it. The rest of the corners, yeah, the rest of the corners, like Kareem Jackson, Alteron Werner, and then the undrafted guys were like Sam Shields and Tremaine Brock, who were solid, but corner is so, is probably, corner and quarterbacker are the weakest classes, in my opinion. Uh, Safety, though, is loaded. You've got. Goodness, yeah. Yeah. You've got Earl Thomas. Devin McCourty, Eric Berry, Cam Chancellor, Rashad Jones, TJ Ward, Kurt Col- Coleman, Morgan Burnett, Barry Church, Andrew Sandejo, and Darian Stewart. So, yeah, safety was really good. That's so now that we've got... Well, how do you yeah, have it separated? Because we do have a list. What's it separated by? So it's, it's like- separated... Uh, so we used, I think it's sportsreference.com. Uh, to, uh, look at these, like, look at this draft and, uh, get our information. Uh, so they had a way of, like, breaking down how everybody's career has gone so far. Oh, it's pro, profootballreference.com is what we use. And, uh, if you go to the draft, they actually have a category, like a stat, and it's a weighted career approximate value. So that's how I separated, um, that's how I, I ranked these, uh, positions. Like just going down the line, except for undrafted, because like the undrafted players, they didn't have a uh, weighted approximate value for, because obviously it was just talking about the draft. But we did include undrafted players as being able to be, you know, selected in this in this draft. Well, I was just wondering because like we have a list of the top players, and so I didn't know how they were like dividing. Yeah, they're ranked wow. by weighted career approximate value. All right, so that's the top players in each position. Want to go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, so the St. Louis Rams right. had the first pick, and Ryan, you had – so the way we did this was we um, did, like, every other pick. So Ryan had the odd number of picks, and then I had the even number of picks. So Ryan had the first pick, and then I'll have the second, and so on. Yeah, okay. So uh, number one, the Rams originally took Sam Bradford, quarterback out of Oklahoma. Uh, I'm not going to go with him, obviously. I'm going to go with Antonio Brown, receiver out of Central Michigan, probably a top 10 receiver of all time. Uh, he, he's been amazing throughout his career. Although, as of late, he's had some off the field issues. He's been really good. Seven time Pro Bowl 
four-time first-team All-Pro, uh, one-time second-team All-Pro, six consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, and he made the 2010 All-Decade team. So uh, I think this is an easy selection. He's been really, really good, and I think he's the best player in the entire class. Right, I agree. Uh, so number two, the Detroit Lions. They originally took Indomitong Sue, the defensive tackle from Nebraska. Uh, in this redraft, I have them actually taking Geno Atkins over Sue here. He was a defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, he's an eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro, and he also made the 2010s All-Decade team. Uh, 75-and-a-half career sacks for him, uh, 100 tackles for loss, and 171 QB hits. Yeah. Okay, number three. I'm kind of like rethinking what I did here because there's a couple of players we had drafted really low. Um, but number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They took Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Uh, but I have them taking Navarro Bowman. He's a linebacker out of Penn State. Uh, three-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. He was a beast for the 49ers. Uh, career stats like 798 tackles, five interceptions, 14 sacks. Yeah, he was a beast. Yeah, basically, and he was great in the playoffs. Had a really good, some really good playoff performances. So I think this is a good pick here. Yeah, and he also retired at a younger age, so it would be interesting right. to see what he could have done, you know, if he had a full career. There's another player I had I, that I picked two picks later that I think I could have took here, um, but either way, I, this is a good pick, right? In my yeah, number four, the Washington Redskins. Originally, they took Trent Williams, tackle from Oklahoma, and I have them doing that again. I think this is a good pick. You know, although as of late, it's not working out with him really wanting to get out of Washington, but his entire career, he's been a very, very good starter for them. Uh, you know, he's a nine-year starter, and the only reason he's not a ten-year starter is because he missed one year with an injury, uh, and he played a hundred percent of the snaps in 2013. Um, he's a seven-time Pro Bowler, and he's one-time second-team All-Pro. Yeah, Trent Williams has been really good. And recently, the the struggles with him and the Redskins organization, they just have a terrible front office and a terrible ownership. And so I understand that. But he's been a beast, and I, I think this is a great pick to stay with. I think the Redskins made the right decision. And they needed the tackle at the time, so um, it's even better. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they originally took Eric Berry, which isn't a bad pick, but there is a safety that's better than Berry, um, and that's Earl Thomas from Texas. He's a seven-time, seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro. He won a Super Bowl, and, of course, he made the NFL 2010's All-Decade team. He's a beast. He's a Hall of Famer, most likely. He's a really, really good player, been a beast for the Seahawks, and now he's playing at a high level for the Ravens. Um, he's had a great career. And I think he he is better than Barry, um, but Barry's not a bad safety. He just yeah, you know, safety. Well, Earl Thomas was amazing. Yeah, and plus uh, with Barry, you know, availability is always a, a quality that is kept in mind when you're drafting players. Right. And Eric Barry, with you know his injuries, and obviously he had a, a little stint with cancer, which was you know, and he overcame that. Good for him. Uh, but that also does hurt his draft stock a bit, knowing that, you know, there's a few years where he's not going to be able to play. He's not going to be able to be on the field for you. So Earl Thomas is definitely a great pick here. Also with Earl Thomas, 30 career interceptions, which if I'm not mistaken, is the most career interceptions out of all the players in this class. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. So number six, I had the Seattle Seahawks here. Originally, they took Russell Okung tackle from Oklahoma State, which is not a bad pick. He's been a, a you know solid tackle, but I don't think it's a it's the pick you need here at number six. So I have them in the redraft taking Indomakung Sue, defensive tackle from Nebraska. Uh, 114 tackles for loss in his career, 180 quarterback hits, and 58 and a half sacks. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, uh, two-time second-team All-Pro. He was a 2010 Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he was selected to the NFL 2010's All-Decade team. Yeah. Yes, this has been really, really good. Uh, yes. I have the Cleveland Browns up next, and they originally originally took Joe Hayden, um, who's had a pretty good career. I don't I don't think he's worth a top ten pick in a redraft. Uh, but I have them taking Rob Gronkowski, tight end from Arizona, who's had a really good career and did get um, cut short by concussions and he retired early. But um, he was a five time Pro Bowler, four time First Team All Pro, three time Super Bowl uh, champion, 2014 Comeback Player of the Year, and he was on the NFL 100th Anniversary All Time Team, and he was on the NFL 2010s All Decade Team. So he's been great. Um, and I think he's worth a top ten pick, even though his career got cut short. Yeah, and that's crazy to me that like even with him having a shorter career and you know having years where he wasn't able to play due to injury, he still was named to the 100th anniversary all time team, which is like wow. such a high honor. He's like one of they're saying he's one of the top tight ends of all time. And uh, one big thing with him, he has 80 career touchdowns, which, if I'm not mistaken, again I can't remember. Let me look real quick. It is, yeah, he, he had 79 career receiving touchdowns. The way we did this with the stats was we just did touches, yards from scrimmage, and total touchdowns. So that's a combination of rushing and receiving, you know, yards and touchdowns. So Gronkowski has 79 career receiving touchdowns, uh, which is the most in the class, even ahead of Antonio Brown. Uh, and that's that's pretty insane to me considering, like, how much he didn't play throughout his career, that he still was able to – get 80 touchdowns or 79 receiving touchdowns so number eight Oakland Raiders here originally they selected uh, Rolando McLean linebacker from Alabama in this redraft I have them taking Demarius Thomas wide receiver from Georgia Tech uh, 727 touches 9,769 yards from scrimmage and 63 touchdowns he's a five-time pro bowler two-time second team all pro he's a Super Bowl champion and he's had had five consecutive 1,000-yard seasons from 2012 to 2016. He had a really good run there in Denver. Um, you know, the end of his career has been a little rough, uh, you know, with being – let's see, he was signed by the Patriots in the offseason last year and then, like, cut even, I think, before preseason and I then went it. to the Jets. And, I mean, he's just had a, a shaky it was last like couple of years. Yeah. And the Texans. He was with the Texans in 2018. for the Texans, didn't Yeah. The, the Broncos traded uh, him to the Texans in 2018, and then the Texans didn't re-sign him. So. Yeah. All right, so uh, interesting choice here. Demarius Thomas uh, uh, over Des Bryant. I would take Thomas. He's like five consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. That's, in, that's incredible. He also won a Super Bowl. Um, he has more Pro Bowlers. More Pro Bowls than Des Bryant. Uh, so I, I like the pick there. I think that's a good choice. No, I just not, felt like he had oh, – yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go okay. Ahead. Uh, I just felt like – I mean, he had more yards than, than Des. He didn't have as much as many touchdowns as Des, but he had more yards and touches. 
and it just had more consecutive, um, really good seasons than Dez right, has. Right. So more consistency. More consistency, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills number nine. They took C.J. Spiller, running back from Clemson. Uh, obviously not taking him, him taking him here. I'm um, gonna go with Marquise Pouncey, center from Florida. Uh, he's a nine-year starter. He's been a pretty good center in the NFL. Um, so I'm gonna take him here. You know, yeah. obviously you don't really have stats, so like, or I, I you can't really find stats online for offensive linemen, like unless you want to purchase stuff from PFF. Which I'm not going to do. But it was an eight time Pro Bowler, a two time first team all pro, a three time second team all pro, and he was on the NFL's uh two thousand tens all decade team. Yeah, good pick there. Uh number ten, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who originally took Tyson Alualu, defensive tackle from California. In this redraft I have them taking Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle from Oklahoma. And he was originally selected at number three, which he's been a very good player. Uh, he has six, he's a six time pro bowler, three time first team all pro, uh, one time second team all pro, you know, 59 and a half career sacks, 86 tackles for loss, 153 QB hits. He's been really good. He's just, I just don't know. I mean, you selected at three. Uh, he just doesn't seem like he's worth the third overall pick, even though, you know, he was really good in Tampa. Right. Number three, you can get a lot better. So yeah. he ends up falling in this draft to number ten, um, and he's been he's been a really good player in the NFL, a lot of Pro Bowls. Oh so yeah, how many career, how many years has he played so far? Uh, this is he's had ten seasons as a starter. So his sack numbers are pretty high for a defensive tackle, fifty nine. Yeah, and a half sacks. that's I good. think Geno Atkins is it's crazy. He's a yeah. Uh, yeah he's. 75 and a half sacks over a 10 year. Yeah, Geno Atkins. That's why I picked, that's the only reason I picked him over Sue was because the sack numbers were so much better. Right. Dang, yeah. McCoy was a beast. Uh, I'm up to pick at 11 with the Denver Broncos. They originally took Demarius Thomas, uh, wide receiver from Tech, but he, but he's not here. So I'm going to take Des Bryant, wide receiver, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. He's been great throughout his throughout his career, or he was great. Obviously, he's not in the league anymore. Uh, had 73 touchdowns throughout his entire career and 7,456 yards from scrimmage. He's also a three-time Pro Bowler and a first-team, or a one-time first-team All-Pro. All pro. Um, so he's, been, he's had, he had a really nice career. Um, not as much consistency as Thomas, uh, but he's a really, really good, good receiver in his time with the Cowboys. Yeah, he had a fantastic stretch from 2011 to 2014. Uh, yeah. He had three straight 1,000-yard seasons uh, from 2012 to 2014. In 2011, yeah, just shy with 930 yards, uh, and he had double-digit touchdowns. Man, he had a really good stretch there. Had yeah. double, double-digit touchdowns from 2012 to 2014, I mean, and led the league in receiving touchdowns in 2014 with 16 receiving touchdowns. So he had a really good career and a really good uh, stretch there in the middle of his career before he was, you know, he had kind of a an ugly end of the career where he was, I think he was released by the Cowboys and then right. he was signed by the Saints, but then he got hurt and they cut him. So, yeah. and he had one year where he didn't make the Pro Bowl, and his stats were insane. But then he made a Pro Bowl like the very next year, and his stats were like nowhere near as good, and it's insane. 
that it didn't make a problem. Yeah. Oh, so it was uh, in tw- 2012, he had um, 92 catches for 1,300 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. Didn't make a Pro Bowl or All-Pro. And then we were looking at his Pro Bowls, and in 2016, he had 700 yards and eight touchdowns and made a Pro Bowl. But back in 2012, when he had so much better, so like his stats were drastically better, he didn't make a Pro Bowl. So, Okay, number 12, the Miami Dolphins. Originally, they took Jared Audrick, defensive tackle from Penn State. I have them taking another Penn State Nittany Lion here uh, with Sean Lee, linebacker. Um, he's had a really good career with the Cowboys. Uh, 782 tackles, uh, 14 interceptions as a linebacker. Uh, he's a two-time Pro Bowl and a one-time first-team All-Pro. So he's been He's had a really good career so far. Uh, just been consistently good. Bro, how good was Penn State this year? Because they had Sean Lee and Navarro Bowman. And Navarro Bowman, yeah. Two really good inside linebackers. And Jared Ozerick, who was obviously seen as a first-round talent. So. Right. They must have been fantastic back in, what was this? This would have been the 2009 college football season. Yeah, oh nine to two thousand ten. Yeah, they must have been lit. <laughs> All right, so uh, San Francisco Forty Nine ers they're picking at thirteen. Uh, original, originally, they made a huge mistake taking Anthony Davis, tackle from Rutgers. Uh, I have them taking Everson Griffin, edge rusher, USC, uh, four time Pro Bowl, one time or a one time second team All Pro, had seventy four and a half sacks for his entire career. Uh, 176 quarterback hits. He's been really good. The re- recently with the Vikings, um, been one of the one of the better edge rushers in the league. He's he's really really good. Um, not good enough to be a top 10 pick in, in this draft, but I think he's worth a top 15 pick, especially with this edge rush group, which is not that great. Right, I agree. And by the way, uh, about Penn State in 2009, they went and, uh, they did go 11 and 2 that year, so they did have a good, a no, good season that year. No surprise. Yeah, their, their only losses were to Iowa and Ohio State, and then they ended up beating number 13 LSU in the Orange Bowl, or, yeah, in the Orange Bowl that year. Yeah. So. Or no, the okay. Capital One Bowl, sorry. Oh, Capital One Bowl. Okay, you got a really interesting pick at 14. I do, I do. Okay, so number 14, Seattle Seahawks. The original pick was Earl Thomas. Obviously, I would take him here, but he's not available. He was taken, I believe, at number five. Yeah, he, and, was, he, was, he was taken at number five. Right, I don't remember if you agreed with this pick or not. I don't no, think you, no, you did. No. I don't remember. I, uh, I have them taking Devin McCourty, safety from Rutgers here, over Eric Berry. Uh, and mainly because of the... The, the availability here because McCourty's been a consistent starter. He's been able to play pretty much every single year. He's got 772 tackles, 86 passes deflected, or not passes deflected, passes defended. Uh, right. I guess it's the same thing. Uh, 26 interceptions and 11 forced fumbles. He's a two time Pro Bowler, three time second team All Pro, and a three time Super Bowl champion. He's been the leader of a really stout New England defense for a very long time now, and he's just been so consistently good. I felt like it was a better pick than Eric Berry. I know how electric and outstanding Eric Berry was when he was playing, but I think the fact that he had a few years where he just wasn't able to play kind of yeah. makes me lean towards McCourty here. 
Uh, I think Eric Berry was better at his peak. And speaking of Eric Berry, with the Giants, they had the 15th pick. They took Jason Pierre-Paul, a rusher from USF. Uh, I'm not taking him this high, but I have them taking Eric Berry, safety from Tennessee. Uh, he was a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team Pro, uh, was a 2015 Comeback Player of the Year, and he made the NFL 2010's All-Decade Team. Uh, I think at his peak, he was better than McCourty. Uh, McCourty's interception numbers are better. Um, also has better force fumble numbers, like his pass deflections. Everything's pretty much in, is pretty much better than McCourty's, or better than Mary's. Uh, that also is because he played more, had more years, uh, because Barry had cancer, and so he had to step away from the game. Uh, but I think at, at his peak this decade, Barry was better, so that's why I would take him over McCourty. Um, McCourty's not a bad, a bad player. He would still get taken top 20 in this redraft. But uh, I have Eric Barry going to the Giants. I think they would be very happy to get Eric Barry in a redraft. Yeah. Okay, so number 16, we have the Tennessee Titans. Their original pick was Derek Morgan, edge rusher for Georgia Tech. He wasn't awful, but he was kind of just mediocre his entire time at, uh, in Tennessee. Not really worth the number 16 overall pick. So I have them taking Carlos Dunlap, edge rusher out of Florida. What stood out about Dunlap to me was his QB hit total. In his career, he has 223 QB hits. On 80, 81 and a half sacks, but 223 QB hits. That is insane. Uh, and it's funny because he's only, I mean, his only like career accolades is that he's made the Pro Bowl twice. He's never been an all pro, you know, never won any awards. He's just made the Pro Bowl twice. Right. So, and with that amount of production, I mean, he's been, he hasn't had it. He hasn't had any years that are just like off the charts. He's just had consistent, consistently like had good years. Right. So like consistently around eight sacks every single year, but never hitting you know like sixteen, you know fifteen, sixteen sacks in a year. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's a really good pick. Yeah, Dunlap is has been a beast. Uh, number seventeen, the Forty ers are picking again. Uh, and they actually made the right pick. They took Mike Eupati, guard from Idaho, and I'm going to stick with Eupati. Was a, he was a four-time Pro Bowler, uh, first, a one-time first-team All-Pro, and a one-time second-team All-Pro. Um, he was really good. And I, I think they made the right choice here. Yeah. It, it is hard to talk about offensive linemen sometimes. You just don't have a lot of stats to talk about, and all you can really say is, oh, yeah, he's been a you know a good starter. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, it is hard made, to if you made like three all pros like yeah one, besides one, besides one, the accolades right I mean the accolades speak themselves like if you're an all right. pro then you're obviously good right all right eighteen the Pittsburgh Steelers here uh, originally took Marquise Pouncey which was a fantastic pick uh, but he's not here in this redraft so I have them taking Russell Okung tackle from Oklahoma State he's a nine year starter. Uh, played 99% of the snaps in 2016. Um, he was a two-time Pro Bowler, and he's a one-time Super Bowl champion with the Seahawks. So he's had a pretty solid career. Now, he's been yeah. around a little bit. He was on the Seahawks. And then I don't remember if he got traded or if they just didn't re-sign him, but he went to the Chargers, and he was there for a little bit, and now he's just been traded to the Panthers. So he's been you know, kind of a journeyman in the NFL, but – Oh. He's still been a solid, consistent starter. Oh, yeah. Probably more, more than solid. He's been a good, consistent starter. Right. 
Yeah, what was he originally drafted? He was originally drafted. He was taken by the Seahawks, I think a little lower. Top. Or no, 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 he was taken higher. He was taken like six. I was about to say, he was taking top ten, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the sixth overall pick. Yeah. He's he's been really good. It's just, there's always talent in this draft. All right, this is a really good draft. Okay, number 19 with the the 19th pick, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm a Falcons fan, so I am happy to select Cam Chancellor, safety from Virginia Tech. Chancellor, Chancellor was really good uh, for the for the Seahawks in the Legion of Boom era. Um, he was a four-time Pro Bowler, two-time second-team All-Pro, and he was a Super Bowl champion. Um, the, the, he wasn't a, a ball hawk, so his interception numbers were low, but he had 607 tackles, 44 pass deflections, and nine forced fumbles. He was a really, really good strong safety for the Seahawks from around 2013 to 2015. And around that area, air, around that time period when they won the Super Bowl, he was really, really good. Yeah, and this is definitely an upgrade over their original pick, Sean Weatherspoon. Who honestly, yeah, I totally I, forgot to say who they originally picked. Yeah, they took Sean Weatherspoon. Yeah, honestly, I had never heard of him until we had done this draft. So uh, obviously, he was a big bust here. I I know him. I mean, I, I recognize the name. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was like terrible. I, I just. Don't. I don't but think he, he was, obviously he wasn't. wasn't like elite. He wasn't like a, a, a like a really really good player. Yeah, but so he he wasn't like a first round material here. I think he was a solid starter, if I'm not mistaken. I I don't know if you are or not. Okay, so number twenty, Houston Texans. They originally took Kareem Jackson, corner from Alabama. Uh, in this redraft, I have them taking Linval Joseph, defensive tackle from East Carolina. Um, his stats are not fantastic for a defensive tackle, but he does have two Pro Bowls, and he's a Super Bowl champion with – I'm trying to remember who he played for. I want to say the Ravens before he went to Minnesota. Is that is that accurate? Did he get taken I by so. the – I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens when they played the 49ers, and it was Joe Flacco versus Colin Kaepernick. Uh, no, he was on the Giants. He was selected by the Giants. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he won the, uh, Super Bowl in his rookie year. Yeah, okay, I didn't know this until... Or, no, his second year, sorry. I didn't know this until a few months back, but do you know who the, who the fourth receiver for the 49ers was in 20, in 2012? When they won, or when they, uh, lost in the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, I do. I've, I've I know this bit of trivia. It's Randy Moss, isn't it? Yeah, I, I had no idea who was on the team. Yeah. I, he didn't have a big role. Like, he was not targeted that much at all. Um, but he was on the team. I didn't know that until I watched like a video from SB Nation a few a few months back. But yeah, so that's a bit of trivia. Yeah. Okay, all right. Up, the Cincinnati Bengals. They originally went tight end and took Jermaine Gresham from Oklahoma. Um, but I'm going to go with another tight end. I'm going, I'm going with, uh, Jimmy Graham, tight end from Miami. He also played basketball at Miami, which is insanely, uh, impressive. He was, yeah, he was really good in his prime, made five Pro Bowls with a, a one-time first team All-Pro and a one-time second team All-Pro, had 74 touchdowns, 7,886 yards from scrimmage, really, really good, um, early in his career, like with the Saints. He was really good. With the Saints, uh, wasn't really great with the Packers and uh, got paid a ridiculous amount 
his free agency with, uh, to sign with the Bears. But he was really good in his prime. And yeah. was the second best tight end in this class. Yeah, really good with the Saints. And he was pretty good with the Seahawks as well. But then with the Packers. And he kind of fell off a little yeah. bit. I think, so. he, I think he's this low because his prime was pretty short. He didn't have a lot of consistency. Um, so right. That's why. That's why he's this low, but he he was extremely talented. Yeah. All right, 22. New England Patriots originally selected Devin McCourty, safety from Rutgers, uh, but obviously he's not here. I think we took him in round 14. Yeah, the 14th pick. Uh, so I have them taking Brian Balaga, tackle from Iowa. Uh, he's an eight-year starter for the Green Bay Packers. 90, played 97% of snaps in 2016. He could have gone higher, potentially. Yeah. His career, his career was, was not great just because of, uh, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great because he was injured so much. He couldn't stay healthy. And so he was on and off the field. Um, and he never made a Pro Bowl or an All Pro, but he is a Super Bowl champion. So he does have something to show for his career. So, yeah, they have Brian Balaga here. Yeah, good pick. He, he was really good with the Packers. And the Packers actually took him at 23, which is my next pick. Um, but I'm going to go with Joe Hayden, the corner, cornerback from Florida, who's, who's had a, a good career. And uh, a really, really good career. Three-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowler, one-time second-team All-Pro, had uh, 137 career pass deflections and 27 career interceptions. He was one of the better corners in this class. Yeah, I agree. Consistent starter uh, through his time in Cleveland and in Pittsburgh. I didn't realize how good he has been through his career. Yeah, because I looked at I looked at his stats, and he's been he has been like had a really good career. He, so, he was really good with with the Steelers uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, okay, so at 24 here, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Originally, they actually traded up here. We haven't really been talking about the trades. I didn't think about it. But originally, they talk, they traded up to 13 here and took Brandon Graham, edge rusher from Michigan, who, weirdly enough, like he's hit his prime really recently. Like yeah. He's been playing the best football of his career within the past like two years. But yeah. before that, he... Really hadn't been that great. So here I have them taking Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver from SMU. Uh, two-time Pro Bowler. He's a Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos. Uh, his, on his career, 619 touches, uh, 8,052 yards from scrimmage and 43 touchdowns. Not a bad career. So no. I have them getting some help, uh, at receiver here. I guess we should, should say that we, we had, uh, the original draft order, so like no trade. So like, yeah, we didn't mention it, but basically, uh, with all these redrafts, we're doing uh, the original. We're doing like pre-draft trades, but any draft day trades that were made, like trades that were made during the draft, we uh, canceled out. So this is the draft order of the first round going into the draft. Yeah. Okay, so you just took Emmanuel Sanders. I have the Baltimore Ravens, and I would have gone Emmanuel Sanders had you not selected him. Uh, the, the Ravens took Sergio Kendall, edge rusher from Texas. I'm going to go with Rashad Jones, safety from Georgia. He was the uh, fourth best safety in the draft. 
776 tackles, 21 interceptions. He's been really, really good with the with the Dolphins, and he's a two-time Pro Bowler. Doesn't have the accolades to be a top three safety in the class, uh, but he's just sitting outside at number four, and he's been really, really good and really consistent with the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. So at 26, I had the Arizona Cardinals who originally took Dan Williams, defensive tackle from Tennessee. In this redraft, I have them taking Jason Pierre-Paul, edge rusher from South Florida. Uh, he's a two-time Pro Bowler, one-time first-team All-Pro, and he's a one-time Super Bowl champion with the Giants. Um, on his career, he has 145 QB hits and 79 and a half sacks and 112 tackles for loss. Pretty good career so far. But, you know, he's been on, let's see, he went to the Giants. He was on the Giants and then uh, went to the Buccaneers. And he's had a, a couple of seasons where he was out. I don't remember if he was out for the season when he, like, blew up his hand in a fireworks accident. Uh, I don't remember if he was out for that season. I'm sure he missed some time for that. I don't I don't think he was out the entire year. Have you ever seen yeah. pictures? Because there's pictures on Yeah, I've seen It's gruesome. It's, it's, it's bad. It's awesome. I love it. It's like it's it's like one of the nastiest things I've ever seen. It's insane. I can't believe it's on the internet. Like free, you just look up Jason Pierre Paul, uh, firework hand, and then <laughs> you see like it's so nasty. Yeah. Okay, so, and then uh, also wait, also last year didn't he get in like a motorcycle accident that kept him yeah, out the year? Yeah. I'm like, dude, can you chill? Like relax. Let's let's. Take it down a notch. Let's not be. Let's <laughs> let's calm down with the career threatening injuries. Yeah, he's like a he's like a full time NFL player, and then he's got like a part time job as a stunt double or something like that. Yeah, he's living that way. He actually could have gone higher than this. Like he could have gone to Green Bay. Um, his career numbers are pretty good. Uh, I think what hurts him is that he had some really good peak years. They're just. A lot of years in between those, where he just wasn't as good and wasn't that great. Uh, at his peak, he was worthy of a top 20 selection. Um, but just the consistency hasn't been always been there. So I think that's what hurt him. Um, but moving on, 27, the Dallas Cowboys. They originally took Des Bryant, but he went much higher in the redraft. So I have them taking Golden Tate, a wide receiver from Notre Dame. He was a one-time Pro Bowler. He was a he's a Super Bowl champion. I think he won the Super Bowl with the uh, Seahawks, I believe. Yeah, it was with the Seahawks. Yeah. He wasn't really un, like he wasn't surprisingly to me. I didn't realize he wasn't really a consistent starter with the Seahawks. He didn't really become yeah. a consistent starter until he got uh, until he went to the uh, Lions. The Lions. Yeah, and he's been good. Like um, forty-four career touchdowns. 8,106 yards from scrimmage. So he's been he's been solid. Yeah. Not not great. So he hasn't been like an elite receiver. Not like guys like um, Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas or Antonio Brown, of course. But he's been a solid receiver. Okay. So at 28, this is the point. Yeah, not, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the point where things get rough. Yeah, at 28, this is the point in the redraft where we started realizing that we were running out of good players. Um, so I'm kind of okay. I'm kind of confused by this pick. This is not a good pick. Now that I'm looking at it, which one? My pick? Yeah. Go go ahead and and, and announce it. Yeah, I I don't agree with it either. But we kind of just started. Honestly, we started like throwing guys down bro, because you we took the guy I took after him, bro. 
But yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think about it. I, okay, <laughs> I feel stupid about this pick now. I'm sure everybody is anticipating it. Uh, so the original pick for the San Diego Chargers here, they traded up to 12 and selected Ryan Matthews, running back from Fresno State. Who he was a solid pick uh, for them. You know, not worthy of the 12th overall pick, but he was a solid starter for them. So in our redraft pick, I have them taking Sam Shields, cornerback from Miami. He was undrafted to the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so here's the thing. When I took him, I have this, like, this image of him, of him being really good. Because as a Packers fan, I remember a time where he was really good. And so for some reason, I had this notion that he was good for a long time. But he... (laughs) He has he has like two solid years as a starter, <laughs> and uh, so this pick might not be the best pick here. I honestly could have taken Ryan's pick. I'll let him announce that later. Uh, in, in just a few moments, he will announce his pick. But uh, career stats: uh, Shields has seventy passes defended and nineteen interceptions, which is not bad for a. I mean, he hasn't started all ten years of his career. I want to say he's like a seven-year starter or something like that. Uh, so it's not bad. He's a one-time Pro Bowler and he's a Super Bowl champion with the Packers. Uh, so it's not it's not terrible. Yeah. All right. Let me just say, uh, I typed up the the career stats and accolades on this, uh, and this next pick is the only pick of the entire draft that does ha- that has no accolades whatsoever. Like I could not find any. So Ryan, you're on the clock. Okay, so Jerry, uh, uh, so the Jets originally originally took Kyle Wilson, corner from Boise State. I have them taking Jerry Hughes, edge rusher from TCU. And when you're looking at the year to year production, um, he's he's had some really good years as of late, and so that's why I have him over an edge rusher that that you took at the end of the round. But um, Hughes, no accolades like you said, but he had. 365 career tackles, 111 quarterback hits, 51.5 sacks, 12 fourth troubles. He's been really good, and and he had some really, really good careers. Like, his peak was really good. Yeah. All right, so at number 30, I actually like this pick here. I don't feel like this oh, yeah. was a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, honestly, I could have taken him at 28, and that would have been a better pick. But you know, I'm okay. like, I, I, I'm yeah. <laughs> Look, at this point, I was so tired. Nah, I get it. I get it. We had been doing this. These take so long. Like we had been doing this redraft for like an hour and a half, or like maybe even close to two hours at that point. And I was like, you know, I was trying to find somebody like a quality <laughs> pick here, and I just like saw Sam Shields' name on the list, and I was like. Man, I remember when we were, like, winning the Super Bowl and, like, a few years after that, he was really good. Let's take him here. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, So the Minnesota Vikings here at 30, uh, originally they selected Chris Cook, corner from Virginia. Um, With this redraft pick, we have them taking, or I have them taking, Morgan Burnett, safety from Georgia Tech. Uh, 769 career tackles, 52 passes defended, only 10 career interceptions, which surprised me. Uh, but he is a one-time Super Bowl champion. He's been a consistent starter at safety uh, for the Packers for a long time. And then he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he was a starter there. 
and then went to the Cleveland Browns, where he played pretty well, but then had a season-ending injury, I think, in the probably, you know, the middle of the season or so. And I, I believe he retired. I don't know if I'm correct in saying that, but I believe he retired after this past year. So. Okay, so uh, I like that pick a lot. Morgan Burnett has been really, really good. I like this pick. I, I would have taken him at 28 over Sam Shields personally, but still, it's a good pick. Uh, you made up for it. Good job. Thank you. So uh, at 31, the Indianapolis Colts took Jerry Hughes, um, originally as rusher from TCU. Uh, but I, ha- I have him going at 29 to the Jets. So in this redraft, I have them taking Zane Beatles guard from Utah. He's one of the best offensive, offensive linemen available at this point. And they had a need there. So I'm going to go ahead and take him here at 31. Yeah, seven-year starter for Beatles, uh, 100%. Of, pro bowler. Yeah, he's a one-time Pro Bowler. He played 100% of snaps in 2012, 2014, 2015, and 2016. And then, yeah, so and then 99% of snaps in 2013. So he had a uh, five-year stretch where he played, you know, between 99 and 100% of snaps. Yeah. God, that's insane. Four out of five years playing 100% of the snaps. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now for the final pick, number 32, the New Orleans Saints. Their original pick was Patrick Robinson, corner from Florida State. In this redraft, I have them taking probably the best player available, and that is Brandon Graham, edge rusher from Michigan. He was originally selected by the Eagles with the 13th pick, but never really uh, put up much production until much later in his career. So, like, in the past, like, three or four years, he's been really producing. But before that, wasn't wasn't producing to the level that you would expect for the 13th overall pick. Uh, career stats, uh, 368 tackles, 91 tackles for loss, 107 quarterback hits, 51 sacks, and 17 forced fumbles. Uh, he's a one-time second-team All-Pro, and a Super Bowl champion with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, there you have it, folks. That is our 2010 NFL redraft. Okay, I'm kind of confused. Like, looking at the career stats from Hughes and Brandon Graham and the accolades, Brandon Graham looks like the much better player, but I swear, looking, like, year to year, Brandon Graham didn't even play early on in his career. Right. And and so I, I, I'm just like looking at the career stats and the accolades laid out in front of me. I'm like, why did I take Brandon Graham ahead of Hughes? But I swear, Hughes at his peak was better than Brandon Graham. Yeah, even and, though he doesn't have the accolades. Yeah, we didn't have like all this typed out, all these like this career stats and accolades typed out on this on the redraft that we did. So we were kind of just like looking at different different tabs on the computer. So it was kind of I guess it was more difficult to like look and compare stats when we were actually doing this compared to now when we're able to look back and see stats kind of like side by side. Yeah. Okay, so how many Hall of Famers are in this draft or future Hall of Famers? I'd say like Antonio Brown's a lot. Yeah, I'd say Geno Atkins. Eh, I don't know about Atkins. I'd say Antonio Brown, Earl Thomas, Thomas. uh, Rob Gronkowski, and I think those are the guys that are locks for Hall of Fame in this class. And I think that might be it for locks. Yeah. yeah. I think those guys are locks. And I think there's some other guys that are potential Hall of Famers. Like Geno Atkins is a potential Hall of Famer. 
I don't know about Navarro Bowman. He was good, but he kind of had a shorter yeah. career. It's so hard to make the the NFL Hall of Fame. It yeah. is so hard. You got you got to be a special player. Yeah, I think Indomitian Sue could possibly make it. Uh, Marquise Pouncey potentially. I don't know. It's just so hard to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think there's three guys that are locked in as Hall of Famers in this uh, draft, but other than that. It's just kind of up in the air. Some of these drafts like get really hard at the end of the draft. Like you're just yeah. trying to find like just anybody with that had any like any kind of good production at any point in their careers. But this was a really good draft. Like even yeah. like Randy Graham, who was uh, the thir- the 32nd pick on our redraft, is a really good edge rusher. Right. And uh, we are going to do the 2011 NFL redraft as well in the next podcast. Um, and I will say that draft, in my opinion, at least at the top, the talent is far better. I'll go ahead and give you a preview. You have guys like Cam Newton. You have J.J. Watt and Von Miller in that draft. You also, at corner, you have Richard Sherman, uh, Patrick Peterson, and Chris Harris Jr. It's just a fantastic draft. So I think there's a lot, I think there's going to be a lot more locks for Hall of Fame in the next wow. draft. So we'll see we'll see how that goes and we'll definitely check that out in the next podcast. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. For yeah, sure. I, yeah, so that was fun. So if you want to see more con I hope you enjoyed this by the way. And if you want to see more content from us here at the wire, go check out our website at thewiresports.com. dot com. We have articles, we have this podcast, you can check it out under the podcast tab. Well we also have a YouTube channel where we post videos. Uh, our YouTube channel is called The Wire, so go check, check that out. And that's pretty much all we have for today. Uh, I'll, we'll see y'all.